Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pacholke. What's been going on, man? How you doing? What up, Duke? I'm ready to do this. Let's get another app in. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we start, be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TSK Show. And if you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. Like us on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash TSK show. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash TSK show, or just type in the keyword, the Sports Kingdom show on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Uh, a lot of great stuff coming up on the show. Uh, we'll update our NBA power rankings. The Balls made their debut in Lithuania on Tuesday. Also, we will recap a crazy wildcard weekend in the NFL and we will look forward to the divisional matchups as we get closer to Super Bowl 50. But first, I think we got to start with our reactions to the national championship game in college football on Monday. Tyler, it was a crazy game. Oh, so tired of Alabama. I know. I hate Alabama I so think, much. I think there's definitely a clear line uh, when it comes to Alabama. Either you love or you hate them. Oh, no. Uh, the only people that love the University of Alabama live in the state of Alabama. Yeah, the bar the bar I was at when we were watching the game went crazy when uh, they missed that field goal. Oh, my God. I was going and nuts. And you could see that literally every single person in the house was going for Georgia. When, when they missed that field goal, I tweeted out, um, I tweeted out it was – that kick was as far wide left as 50 Cent's first pitch in uh, yeah, that with, Mets game a couple Mets, years yeah. back. You, I, I was I was honestly afraid for the kick because I was like, this guy's probably going to get death threats um, if oh, they yeah. end up losing this game. Uh, that was kind of a Ray Finkel moment. You yeah, know, he could could have changed the dude's life. But um, lucky for him, they ended up winning the game. But, I mean, it was a cool way to win a national championship. A walk-off touchdown is always sweet. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm sick of Alabama. It was a ball. It was a super ballsy move by Saban go with the backup. Yeah, I mean, who would who would have thought that first Alabama would have been down thirteen to nothing at halftime in the first place? Yeah. Let alone that Nick Saban would take out Jalen Hurts. He's only lost two games in his career. Still. And he's led Alabama to two straight national title games. Yeah. To put in this true freshman. Tua Tagovailoa, some I, I butchered yeah, that name kid, so this bad. This kid was a stud in high school, obviously. I mean, he's an Alabama kid. I think he was MVP of the Elite Eleven quarterback camp. Um, and you know, Nick Saban, I think, uh, I think he knew, you know, if they needed to throw the ball, they weren't going to go with Hurts. I mean, and yeah, they he, needed to they needed to throw the ball, so they he had twenty one yards that. at halftime. Yeah, I mean, Hertz is a Hertz is an athlete. He's not a quarterback, but Hertz is going to be all right. He's going to transfer out of there. I don't see him changing positions. Like you said, he's only lost two games. Yeah, and been to two national titles as a starting quarterback. So at in the I, SEC, you know, I understand why people think that he should, 
Um, and maybe he will at the NFL, which if he gets an opportunity there, um, which is not certain. But I think for now he's going to transfer. And my, my, my heart really wants him to come to the Pac-12 and play for UCLA and Chip Kelly. We'll take him. But uh, I just don't think he's going to be awesome. He, he's probably not going to leave the SEC, honestly. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, the dude's a, the dude's an athlete. He's a winner. Um, but yeah, Nick Saban with the ballsy call that worked out for him. That's just crazy. The guy's legacy continues. Yeah, I mean, it also must really suck to be a football fan in Georgia right now. I mean, Falcons twenty eight to three, come back and Patriots come back and beat them in the Super Bowl, and then the Bulldogs. Yeah, they're a couple plays away from a Super Bowl and a national title. Yeah. Um, but I think they'll take that, you know, over yeah. the over many other options. But yeah, I mean, I just I'm tired of Alabama. They get the best recruits. They have the best interior linemen. Uh, they have the best front seven recruits every year. They it don't sucks. have to throw the ball. I hate the SEC so much. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, the good job they won the national title. They're the champs. Yeah. They didn't even win the SEC. Uh, I know. So that's crazy. But um, I you know I'm going with UCF or U- <laughs> USF. Since no, UCF. UCF, Central, Central Florida. Florida. Yeah, I'm going with Central Florida as a national champ. 13-0, baby. Hey, man, they had a parade at Disneyland. Is Alabama getting one? <sighs> Probably. Well, I mean, if they yeah. want it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Alabama comes to town, people. People will flock there. Yeah, it's crazy. Also, re- before we before we move on real quick, we got to talk about uh, number 48 on Alabama, Mecky Brown. Yeah. He, crazy. He should have been ejected. From the game, he punched a Georgia player. Clearly, clear as day. He only got a flag. Yeah. For an unsportsmanlike conduct, which is 15 yards, mm-hmm. should have been ejected. Then he went ballistic on the sideline and basically so, threw a punch at a coach before yeah, getting tackled side, by like three stuff, teammates. The sideline stuff is so much crazier than what happened on the field. But yeah, and then yeah, I mean the kids, the kid should have been disciplined on the field right then, and then you know he definitely should face some sort of discipline after the fact if he's even dude. If, if I was a team. if I was a coach and a player came at me like that, he's not even getting on the team bus after the game. Yeah, I mean, there's no overreaction discipline wise to this. They could kick him off the team if they wanted to. I mean, that's that was a crazy act, but um, but he was also let back onto the field and made a tackle that yeah. pinned Georgia inside the ten. Yeah, that's college football. You got to keep you got to keep the big business rolling. You know what I mean? The, I the, guess the, the, so. the machine can't stop. I guess so. so. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the unfortunate dynamic of college football. I guess. Yeah. So now moving on from the the kids. From the kids to the men. To, to the men, to the guys that play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, wild card weekend was it was pretty exciting to watch, in my opinion, minus the Rams game, of course. Yeah, though, it was really good. I mean, it was, it was a really good weekend, actually. I mean, the Kansas City Tennessee game, the Carolina New Orleans game came down to the very, to the very end. Yeah, you know, uh, the Buffalo and Jacksonville game was all defense. Yeah, which is what you want. I mean, yeah. yeah. People want to call that ugly football, but uh, I recently saw Richard Sherman get very offended at people calling uh, low-scoring games ugly football because the defense is doing their job out there. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, elite, that's what they that's get paid a, to do. Yeah, that's elite defensive players on both sides of the, uh, you know, both those teams. So, and Jacksonville um, had one of the best defenses Yeah, exactly, in both sides. That's in what the I'm NFL. saying. I mean, it, so Buffalo and Jacksonville both are very talented on defense. So, I mean, that that's a good game as far as that goes. Um, and, yeah, it's unfortunate LA lost, but we both had them losing. Yeah, and we both I mean, did have the them future, losing. The future's bright for that team. I yeah, mean, even though we both had them losing, it still sucks seeing your favorite team lose. Yeah, in the and you know, yes, they were the home team and all this, but um, Atlanta was in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, this yeah. is not this is not a team that hasn't done anything. They they 
their experience at veterans and um you know honestly i think the rams were we i mean we both thought that they were the underdog yeah i mean Farrell cooper lost the game for the rams with the muff punts and it's hard to get todd Gurley in the run game involved and use Gurley's dominance to the rams advantage when they have to come from behind and they got to throw the ball Yep, yep, that's that's football. That's why you, you get that lead early and controlling the ball and making sure nothing happens is, is very crucial. Yeah, and I mean, like like you said before, we both thought the Rams were underdogs in this game, even though they were at home. And I had a very strong feeling before the game that the Rams' youth and playoff inexperience would be to their detriment, and it was. And yeah. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and the rest of the Falcons were just too much for L.A. They were ready to go. Um, but it was a great experience for L.A. They're going to be good next year. Um, the, the the stadium looked packed. Which is tough. That's a, that's a huge stadium. And they, I mean, they that, added, that's, as, that's as big of a stadium as it gets. Yeah, and I, I think I mentioned it last week. They added an extra, like, five or 7,000 seats for the game. So, what? I mean, we're getting 95 to 100,000 people. No, 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 no. Because for, they, they still leave off that section. They leave the, off that section. The, yeah, yeah. So, it during the regular season, that's, it was in that, the 60s. That, for the playoff game against the Falcons, it was around, like, 72, 73,000 in that. Yeah, and that's still crazy. I mean... That's a full NFL stadium anywhere yeah. else. The big and the biggest stadium in the league, uh, Dallas, is like what one hundred seven thousand or yeah. something like that. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it's good to see football back in LA and and, and they're thriving. And you know these these high scoring teams, I think, are perfect for LA. They made exactly. the playoffs. I think we're gonna start seeing the attendance thing. You know, no, the attendance settle. thing is gonna work itself out yeah. once the new stadiums. Built. It's gonna settle out, and uh, the Rams got a bright future. But Falcons move on. Falcons could be potentially making a Super Bowl run. Um, they're playing Foles as Eagles next. So yeah. I still, I mean, I'm still taking Atlanta against against Philly. Oh, um, yeah. I mean. It's just not the same Philadelphia team that holds that regular season record without Carson Wentz. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, also, the Carolina game was crazy because, uh, I mean. Came was, down to the wire, really. Yeah, I mean, that intentional grounding call basically yeah. decided the game. That was the game right there. I mean, yeah, yeah they had one maybe two plays after that where cam gets sacked but i mean i i you know i i'm not a carolina fan by any means and i was definitely going for new orleans i love breeze but i think cam has a uh, reason to be pissed because i think he was clearly oh, yeah. uh now he was very close to still being a pocket so i guess it's up to interpretation but to me i just feel like he he got out and got rid of it towards a player yeah um yeah, so that that cost him the game ultimately. Uh, but Breeze moves on. I I also think Breeze is gonna make a Super Bowl run. Yeah. Um, I got New Orleans. I got both the NFC road teams winning. Oh this, yeah, this no, weekend. so do I. I mean, the same situation I think goes for both the Eagles and the Vikings and the Rams. They're all inexperienced in the playoffs. They're all young. Case Keenum has really no experience in the playoffs. Drew Breeze is Drew Breeze. Matt Ryan and the yeah, Falcons Matt are in the Ryan Super Bowl. Yeah, Matt Ryan and Drew Brees are, are two tough guys to face this time of year. Um, they're going to do well. Minnesota's in a dome. You, you know, Drew yeah, Brees but Drew Brees a plays in a dome. No, that's what I'm saying. Drew Brees is in a dome. The weather's not going to affect him. He's just going to do what Drew Brees does. Yeah, and then to move to the AFC, I think both New England and Pittsburgh, they're both going to win these games by at least two touchdowns. New England might even win by 40. Yeah, New England, this is, I, I can't believe Tennessee won off that Mariota miracle. <laughs> um, Tennessee, I, that's this is just one of the worst teams I've seen, especially without DeMarco. That's one of the worst playoff teams I've ever seen. Uh, but Dick LeBeau's a great defensive coordinator, and that's basically the only reason why they're in it. Um, 
But yeah, New England's gonna. Uh, I think New England's gonna kill them. And then uh, the Pittsburgh Jacksonville game, I'm excited to watch. That's probably the best matchup of the of the weekend. Yeah, and then it also it's gonna depend on Antonio Brown's health. Yeah, yeah. See, and so yeah, Antonio Brown's uh, you know even at fifty percent, that's just such that's a still an that's, advantage. Yeah, Pittsburgh's still the better team, but I mean that just helps Jacksonville out that much more. Um, I hope it's a close game. I like Jacksonville this year, but I ultimately think Pittsburgh's going to win this game because Le'Veon Bell's going to be able to run the ball against oh, yeah, Jacksonville he's defense, field and no, no one runs the ball against Jacksonville, so they got that advantage. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I mean that we both we both have pretty much the same winners for yeah. both of these. Yeah, I got AFC Championships going to be New England Pittsburgh, and then NFC Championships going to be the NFC South showdown. Of yeah. Atlanta and New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. So that's exactly what I. And have. I still stand by Breeze and Brady this year. Yep, still I still stand by it as well. I mean, Bre- Breeze and Brady. That's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean these playoffs have been pretty good, and I'm excited to see these matchups this coming weekend. Uh, now, huge news out of Europe and Lithuania. Yes, sir. The Ball brothers made their debut in Lithuania on Tuesday. Great stuff. Uh, the game the game that they played in was a part of the five game friendly series mm-hmm. put on by Big Baller Brand and Lavar Ball. Yep. Uh, the game was live streamed on Facebook. Yep. It had at one point over one hundred twenty thousand viewers. Yep. Hey, when I signed on, there was like fourteen thousand. Yeah. So Tyler actually watched the game on Facebook. Yep, I watched the whole thing. It was great. Um, you know, there was a lot of hate, obviously, going on in the comment section, which is just ridiculous. I'm sure there was. But, I mean, they got they got 100,000 people watching um, a Lithuanian, you know, B team, basically. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, great job again. I think another win for the Big Baller brand. Yeah, I mean, they had the center court was the Big Baller brand logo. The refs so, were wearing Big Baller brand logos. The refs logos. were wearing it, the center court. Um you know, it, it it was a cool it was a cool thing to watch just being an American basketball fan to see something that's a little different. It was it was cool. Lamelo uh, Ball became the first, the youngest, the youngest American, American professional basketball player ever history again. So you know, the Andy wore his own signature shoe. There you go. Um, so it's like you know what whether you like them or not, whether their business is you know a grade A or a grade F. Um, I think they're they're still killing the game. Um, you know, just to give you a little background on the game, that the, the team they played is a JV team for a pro team. I mean, their okay. their their pro their club or whatever has like a legit pro team with a couple, you know, American players like Kevin Payne that plays and in Brandy like Davies, yeah, and Bino Udrich. This was their JV team, and the team the Ball Brothers played. The oldest kid on the team was seventeen, so the whole team was 16, 17 year olds. Yeah, um, basically like an elite high school team. Um, and then the Ball Brothers team, they're a little more experienced, but not much. I mean, most of those guys were like 20, 21. But it's still um, v- relatively young. There's yeah. like college, high school age yeah. players. And it was cool. Each um, Jello, uh, Jello started, Mello came off the bench. And then in the second half, they, neither one of them started, which was interesting. But they mm-hmm. both, uh, Mello, Jello played the most minutes with 28 minutes, and Mello played 20 minutes out of the game. Yeah. Uh, Mello had 10 points and 9 assists. Mello had some sweet passes. He, uh, yeah. you can tell he's still kind of adjusting to the pro game. He's used to, uh, he's used to when the team scores, staying on top of the press, so he doesn't really get back as fast as he probably should. Um, he's still throwing the ball up court seventy feet, which uh, you know, when you have athletes in high school that are better than other athletes, it's easier to connect on he those passes. You can get away with that. Yeah, so he missed a couple, but he also made a lot of really good plays. I mean, when Mel got into the game, they were down and they came back. Um, 
like I said, nine assists. He had a couple of really nice finishes. He didn't shoot well from behind behind the arc. Oh for five from three. That's not good. No, but one was at the end of the game that was a toss up. Yeah. And then uh, you know the first his first shot of the first half and his first shot of the second half were kind of pull up thirty five footers. Oh, so he but was... he made great decisions after those shots. I mean, okay. I think he was. I think he fired those. Those, he was just trying to check himself. We're trying to see where he was at shooting the ball, but he finished really well inside. So um, I ended up, I think, overall, Melo had a really good game. Jello, on the other hand, yeah, he had the 19 points, but it was on 19 shots. That's not good. No, he missed no, a wide no, open, no. missed a wide open layup, missed a couple other bunnies. Uh, did have a dunk. Um, yeah, I saw the dunk on Instagram. But my my thing was is just Jello kept trying to post these kids up, and they're sixteen and seventeen years old, and and it's just like he should just be bullying them. Well, you know, I just don't think that's the way he needs to be playing to show pro scouts that he's a good player because yeah. he's not going to be able to body people in the NBA like that. Yeah, exactly. and you know, if that if the mid range is always got, um, I really think he's in trouble. He needs to expand his game a little bit. He shoot. He still shoots decent from three, so you know he has that going for him. But I don't know if he's going to be able to be a post up guard. Um, well, so it's in the NBA, we'll see. It's in, it's interesting that you bring that up because Jeff Goodman, the reporter from ESPN, who's out in Lithuania with the Ball family, I have some quotes from his article that he wrote up after the game, uh, and this is this is straight from the article. Uh, while Leangelo acknowledged that he quote wasn't expecting the game to be so physical. Uh, LaMelo said he didn't think there was a big difference from American basketball. Not a lot. LaMelo said just another game to me. Yeah, of course. I mean, you can, I mean, he's still trying to adjust too. So, I mean, he's still playing the way he knows how to play, which is fast pace, a uh, hundred miles an hour. Uh, it cost him a couple of times. I, I think he ended up having four turnovers, but nine assists. So yeah, no, nine assists is nothing to. And some of his passes were dimes. I mean, he had a he, he had, had a no pass, look. He had the no look drop off. He had a couple of dishes inside with 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 big guys rolling to the court or rolling to the hole, and he had nice skip out passes. So he was also you know his defense is lackadaisical at times, but at other times he's using his length. Um, he's figuring out. Um, how to use his body. The kid's supposed to be a junior in high school, so yeah, um, he's still he just he's in the middle of a grow, he, you know, or the middle or the end of a growing spurt. So I think Lamelo. People are walking around saying Lamelo can play basketball. Definitely Jello. We'll see what happens. With yeah, but also another another thing that when I was reading the the article on from Jeff Goodman mm-hmm. about uh, the game, uh, two quotes really stood out to me and. Because they sounded like something that their brother would say. Yeah. And which is, everyone is always trying to compare Lonzo and LeVar. But like you can't. They're different people. They're so different people. And it's interesting to me to see that the younger brothers, and I'll read the quotes in a second, that Lonzo's younger brothers are taking after him. LeVar. Or Lonzo. No, Lonzo and not LeVar. I think LaMelo might end up taking more after LeVar. But well, Jello, Jello, I think is definitely like Lonzo. Well, now, what you just said, I think, can be contradicted by what Lamelo said in the quote. Yeah. Because Lamelo said, "My sh- quote, my shooting was off, but we won. Yeah. That was the main thing." And yeah. then Leangelo said, "Quote, I did all right. Quote, I'm glad we won, but I could do better in terms of his individual performance." Mm-hmm. But Lonzo in a lot of these interviews. Melo sounded more like Lonzo. Yeah, Melo sounded a lot more like Lonzo. No, I definitely think they're you know they're also trying to figure out how to be pros and they're learning what to say in these post game exactly. interviews. You know what I mean? Uh, um, 
Lamella's got it figured out. Jello's got it figured out. Sometimes they're not going to say the perfect thing, but I think for the most part, they want to win. They want to get better at basketball. They are good at basketball, and I don't think, you know, I think Jello. I don't know Lamelo's personality. Like you said, like I said, I would have thought it's more boisterous, but maybe it's not like that. Um, but uh, Jello and Lonzo are probably these quite reserved guys because of their dad. Yeah, like they they want to like they're more quiet because their dad is so boisterous. They don't need to say it. They never felt like they needed to say anything. Yeah. So I mean, they got four more games. In Lithuania. Yep. So we will we will stay updated with that and yeah, I'm gonna we'll, try and catch them all. Yeah, I mean they're all gonna be on Facebook. So yeah. anybody that wants to check it out, go go on Facebook and watch Lamelo play. Even when he's got when he, even when he doesn't have the ball, you gotta watch him. He, he's a good basketball player. Yeah. Now we will move to American professional basketball, the National Basketball Association. Big dogs. Things. This is gonna be our second power rankings. Yep. Tyler, let's start them off with uh, your number 10. My number 10, I decided to reward the the team I think is like the hottest team in the league outside of, you know, like a Golden State or Boston. Okay. Um, I think Miami. Miami's the wow. you know, four-game win streak, 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're in a barn burner with Toronto right now. Um, <laughs> they had the, they they had the fist that goes. The, the, the punch tonight um, with Serge and Johnson. But, uh, yeah, I think I got I got uh, Miami playing as a top-tier Eastern Conference team right now, so I put them at the number 10 spot. Um, they're on fire. Whiteside's always just impressing me. Yeah. Um, Whiteside's up. Well, Whiteside could average 20 and 20 yeah, if he really wanted you know, to. Uh, you know, the teams like, teams like D.C. and Toronto – um, better hope Miami doesn't keep this up or they're going to end up getting a home court spot in the East. So my, my number 10 is actually a newcomer to my power rankings. They, they were in yours last week. Yeah. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. They're 21 and 18. They got bumped out by, by Miami. Yeah. Giannis, he's having an unreal season, he's, but he, he truly is unreal. I mean, he really is a special player. It's, it's crazy. He's a once in a, I think he's a once in well, no, actually I don't think he's a once in a generation player. I mean, right because now, everybody's turning into this. Yeah, right now it reminds me of the primes of people like Garnett and and Dirk and yeah. T Mac, where it was just like we've never really seen players this size do these type of things. You know, it's it's like kind of freaky. It's the first yeah. time we're watching this. Well, he's stuff. called the Greek Freak for yeah, a reason. Yeah, it's just, I mean we're we're seeing a new we're seeing a new possibility as far as basketball players goes. He still can't hit a three. I mean, he still doesn't really have a jumper, but he's so dominant with his length and, and his body control getting to the cup and his finishing ability and then obviously his length on defense. Dude's a freak. Yeah, and I mean, just as a team in general, the Bucks they're third in the league in field goal percentage and fourth in the league in turnovers per game. So they're pretty efficient with the basketball in terms of keeping the ball on offense, and they shoot the ball very well as a team. They have a lot of good basketball players, and they have a lot of length. Yeah, they're currently sixth in the East. At yeah, sixth in the East, and right now I feel like besides Boston and Cleveland, everything in the East is up for grabs. So. Absolutely, that's that's exactly why I think you know teams like Miami. That's the the teams that have something to lose. I think are the Torontos and the Washingtons of the world. Oh, I mean, for sure, those are teams that should be in the top four. And if they fuck around and you know don't keep it going, they'll be although out. Toronto's red hot right now. Yeah. Um, they don't keep it going teams like milwaukee and miami um are going to come up behind and and steal these spots yeah now for number nine i have someone that dropped three spots they were number six last week for me 
Now they're number nine this week. The San Antonio Spurs, they're 28-14. and 14. Mm. But Kawhi Leonard has a partial tear in his shoulder. Yeah. The organization doesn't think that it's that serious, yeah. but if we know anything about the San Antonio Spurs and Greg Popovich, they're going to be very cautious yeah. with him. Yeah. So I think their record, which may- is smart, is, yeah, you know, which is why like he'll Kawhi is going to be okay, even if this was a serious injury. They'll they can take the time exactly, but I think their record may take a dip coming up. So this might be a little preemptive moving him down so far, but I'm I'm sticking to it. So low key, Rudy Gay was one of the bigger um, off season. Yes, he was pickups of the yes, off season. I mean. That, that's, I don't. That's not low key to us. That's such a. I mean, that's such a solid pickup to replace. You know, a player that you. You know, you can't just replace with a. a an hour, you know, Kawhi brings so much to the game that it's like yeah. And so you're so the luxury of bringing in a Rudy Gay, even with the injuries that Rudy's had. Yeah, it allowed and it allowed you know Lamarcus to be Lamarcus on exactly. offense again. Um, it. Yeah, low key, uh, Rudy <laughs> Gay, one of the off season gems of the season. Yeah. Um, who's your number nine? I got to go with Washington. Wow. Okay. I just, I don't know. I don't know what, I hope Washington doesn't turn into the Vikings of the NBA, but it's just, they just don't have enough to win playoff series. That's why I have, yeah, they have really good regular season success, but I just don't, I don't see them beating people, um, in the East in a seven game series. I, I just I just don't. I mean, Beal's having a career year. John Wall is John yeah. Wall. Um you'll see where I, I have him on the list. But outside of that, I mean, yeah, Otto Porter solid, Morris and Gortat. I, I just don't I don't see them winning winning a playoff series. They're twenty three and seventeen right now. They could like what if they end up around five hundred, you know? Yeah, no, I mean it's very possible and the East there's so much movement. Yeah. That they could really end up anywhere. They can, you know, they can't, they can't guard, they can't guard LeBron, they can't, you know, they can't guard Kyrie. It's, it's not, it's not looking good. Well, for I them. think John Wall can keep up with Kyrie. Yeah, I just, I mean, Kyrie, it, and I guess it's more Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens is just gonna. Yeah, have Brad Stevens. I would amazing. take Brad Stevens as a coach over Scott Brooks. Oh yeah, I mean, I got Brad Stevens over everybody but Popovich. <laughs> But yeah, let's uh, so yeah, I got DC at nine. Um, move, moving up to moving up to number eight, this team, I think, this is like the spot they'll be in all year. I'm sure because even if with a lot of uh, even with a lot of success in the season, there's still that young team that's figuring out. It's Minnesota Timberwolves, okay. 20, 26 and sixteen. Okay. Um, like I said, they're kind of like the Rams, you know, where they have a ton of talent. This team has unlimited potential they can be you know a finals type of team in the next couple years but yeah definitely they just haven't done it together yet so i think this year is going to be that year where they go to the playoffs they probably don't win their first series but i think they're going to get a couple wins in the first round and they're going to you know they're going to be ready to go these next couple of years yeah no i mean i love minnesota as a team i think Me too. i think they they have a lot of success ahead of them. Basically, the only thing that I'm giving people over Minnesota is experience. I mean, if you have experience, that's the only thing. You but can in the get NBA, experience. but outside of that, talent, talent wise, they yeah. have you know their rosters as solid. Yeah, as I think I think on the on the topic of experience, I think in the NBA, experience yeah, is probably one of the most important things to have as a team. It's such a fluid team game. You know, you yeah. can see when teams. You know, like Golden State, um, you know, with some of the LeBron's Cleveland teams in years past, 
when they're having so much fun and, and tearing people up. That's, yeah. That's, that's because a, these guys are on the same page. They know what's going to happen. That's the chemistry factor, the experience factor. They played together a long time, or they're just veterans that have been here before and they know how to, you know, blend in with the team. That's what Minnesota this year they're trying to figure out um, because injuries have riddled them in years past. I think this is the year they get experience. After this year, though, they're going to be, I think they're going to be as big of a threat in the West as anybody. To yeah. Be, to be Golden State. Uh, well, yeah. To be Golden State. Yeah, so I actually have Minnesota a little bit higher, so I'll get to them in a, in a, mm. in a little bit. Uh, but for my number eight, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're yeah. 22 and 18. Uh, they're up one spot from last week in my in my rankings. They're yep. still the five seed in the West. They absolutely destroyed the Lakers when they came to town yeah. a couple nights ago. Yeah, not good for the Paul George. No, not, not good for the Paul George, but the crowd showed him a lot of love. crowd showed him a lot of love. They know what's going on in L.A. Oh, yeah. Um, but mainly why I moved them up one spot is in their last ten games, they're seven and three. Yep, they're, play- they're-, they're figuring it out. Yeah, like I said last week, um, it's just going to be all about them figuring out their rotation, figuring out how many, you know, where people are going to play throughout the game, um, what lineups work best, and what scenarios. You know, I don't know. They're stars to the team. We know. We know all about the Thunder. Yeah, um, and for my number seven, I have the Washington Wizards. They're twenty three and seventeen. Yep. They're actually down one spot from last week. They're, but they've jumped to the fourth seed in the East. They were seven and three in their last ten games, and just based off their record, uh, I got to put them over the Thunder, and also that experience factor of that team and that nucleus playing together in comparison to the Thunder being a new nucleus with Melo, PG, and Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Wizards have that advantage as that, a team. That is absolutely their best attribute. You know, uh, like I said, I'm not a big Wizards fan, but. Uh, that is their best attribute. Porter, Beal, Wall, Gortat, they've been together. They've yeah. been doing this. They've made multiple runs. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good spot for them. I mean, that's not too far from me. At, at, uh, at number seven, I had the six, Toronto, down one spot. Although they're red hot, I guess I'm giving other teams, like, what I'm just, I'm just matching them up in a seven-game series. There's some teams ahead of them that, like, don't have as good of a record, but I still... You think you could beat, they could as, beat them in a, in yeah, a series? Yep, exactly. And in the NBA, it doesn't matter. Yeah, all nothing else, nothing else matters other than winning a seven-game series. That's the, literally the only thing. That, I guess getting to the playoffs and then winning again, those are the only two things that matter. Yeah. Um, but I got Toronto at number seven, uh, 28-10. Great start. Yeah. Two seed, no, they're two seed in the East. They're doing great. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about them when we get... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Number six, I got the Thunder. Okay. A little higher than you. No, that's fine. But uh, but like you said, seven and three in the last ten. Uh, still the five seed in the West. Yada yada yada. Russ, um, Paul George and Melo are still playing pretty good. I mean, they're not. There's there's no. If if we're not worried about one of those three guys, um, then they're they're all good. Like I said, just keep working on the rotation and, and get ready for these playoffs because in a seven game series, those three guys. All three, all three of those guys, I think, are gonna win you one game. So exactly. you're looking at three wins in a set. You know, that's already you're up three. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, and also, I think the other big telltale sign of their season is gonna be if Paul George gets moved before the the trade deadline or not. I th- I'm pretty sure I saw something that where they the team said that they're not gonna 
yeah. move them. I'm I as of today, I lean towards the side of them not moving them this so year. So do I. But that changes week to week with this. It changes with this story. It changes so hour to hour. We'll see. We'll see. Come February, uh, where where they're at with it. Yeah. So my number six, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. They're tw- they're twenty six and sixteen. It's my biggest jump in my power rankings. They were they were number ten last week. Now they're in the sixth spot. Yep. I, th- I I think I didn't give them enough respect last week. They just demolished the Cavs Monday night. LeBron had his worst plus minus of his career. That's crazy. And and what was that? It was minus thirty nine. That's just unheard of to be LeBron by thirty nine. I mean. Yeah, you know that's 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 insane. They're matchup nightmares across the floor, though. Yeah, I mean they're matchup nightmares. And and in since the new year, Carl Anthony Towns has had a double double in every game, <laughs> including a twenty five point and twenty three rebound performance last week. Towns just carrying that KG and Kevin Love torches. You know, yeah, the best big man in the NBA. They, yeah, it's just Carl Carl Anthony Towns is is, is amazing. I mean, he's gonna be. I think he's going to be an MVP candidate someday. Um, he might even get some votes this year. Yeah, he's arguably the best big man in the league. Um, and then it's like Jimmy Butler and Wiggins. I don't, you know, do you guard him with, do you put a two on him? Do you put a three on him? I think either way, you're fucked. You know, they're, they're so fast. Yeah. They're so lengthy. They're so, they're both very crafty on the offense. They're, they don't rely on a three-point jumper, you know, and they don't necessarily rely on the slash. They have a lot of, uh, a lot of different moves they can go to. So yeah, Minnesota at six is not is not a bad ranking. Um, moving up though to number five, I got Old Faithful San Antonio. Like I said, still low key Rudy Gay, the great pickup. That's that's what I've been. Um, yeah. Dejounte Murray, uh, aka Baby Boy out of Seattle, is uh, progressing really well. Um, they're playing him more and more minutes. Patty Mills is arguably like the best backup point guard in the league, although he gets a lot of starting minutes now. Um. Yeah, Spurs are the number five spot. Yeah, I mean, ba- based on their record, they deserve to be in the top five. Yeah, I just, I just think that Kawhi Leonard situation. No, no, yeah, I mean, that's a big, that's a big, uh, that's a big question mark. Yeah, I mean, mo- a lot of people had him as the MVP this year. Yeah, so my my top five are actually the same as last week, except I flip flop the Rockets and the Raptors mm-hmm. based off of the Raptors being so hot. And yeah. the Rockets still missing James Harden for I think another week. Yep. But I mean, yeah, we pretty much covered both those teams. Yeah, the six is playing well. Yeah, I mean, they're Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Even though I mean, Kyle Lowry's probably going to be out a little bit after he took that fall. But yeah, the, that's man in the six. I like I like Toronto. It's just they're they're the other team in the East. I just I don't like them in a seven game series. Uh, Kyle Lowry and, and DeMar DeRozan are great people but and, and great players, but I just don't know if they're enough to get you somewhere. Yeah. Um, I think this team is ultimately going to gonna break up. Now, the last two, three years it's been, is this team going to break up? But, uh, you know, I think what ha- what's going to happen is they're going to have, if they get, an, you know, the two the two seed possibly or the three seed, they're gonna look at it and be like, "We've we've gotten to this exact point, and we every haven't. year for and the we past ha- three, four. And we years. can't get bo- we can't get past Boston. We can't get past Cleveland. Um, what are we doing? You know? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe uh, you know, maybe they can attract another star. But I just don't know which guy out there would be the one for them. I don't know what piece they need. You know? Yeah, they thought th- they thought Serge was gonna be that piece. Well, and Serge is a solid piece. I mean, they have Sir, you know, Serge and Jonas and Demar and 
and Kyle, those are all like championship pieces. You know, th- oh, yeah. those guys are good enough to be on a championship team. I think. I think really it's the it's rest coaching. of it, coaching, coaching, coaching could be it. You never know. You know, like you get you get a guy that comes in and revitalizes everything, like in Boston, changes the whole Ch- culture. Yeah, uh, Toronto. Look, look, uh, look overseas. Look in the NCAA. Try and find your next, you know, young guy. Yeah. So yeah, I have the Rockets at five, the Raptors at four. Cavaliers at three, Celtics at two, Warriors at one. For the Cavaliers, IT is back. In his first two games, he had 17 points in 19 minutes. And yeah. then his second game, he had 19 points. He's a basketball player. This is what he does. Yeah. Constant surprising. I remember he tweeted out, I cannot believe the fucker is still surprising people. Yeah. he tweeted. I remember he tweeted out a couple weeks before he came back. He was like, don't forget, I was busting your favorite point guard for 30 last year. Yeah. And so, okay, so, I mean, my top four is the exact same as last week. Houston at four, Cleveland at three, Boston at two, Golden State at one. Um, but back to Kyrie, or not Kyrie, Isaiah. Isaiah. Hey man, it's Tacoma's finest. The kid, the kid's a hooper. Um, he's not gonna, he's not gonna quit. He's got a huge chip on his shoulder. I think he's just one of those guys that wants it more than everybody. Yeah. And that, and that plays a value in professional sports. I mean, these guys, not everybody has this crazy motivation. You know, they, they're, they're kind of okay with the scenario. Whereas I don't think he is. You know, last yeah. pick, multiple teams, All Star snub before. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago now. Um, still doesn't get the, uh, just still doesn't get the respect he deserves. Yeah, he's just always played with a chip on his shoulder, and he five uses, nine. He uses that to his advantage so score, well on the court. He can score the bucket, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun to see what he can do with LeBron on his team. Yeah, it's gonna make it's gonna make both their lives on the basketball court so much easier. He's, for the, he's the exact he's the exact complementary player. Like D Wade was in Miami, he is the gunner. He's the killer. He's the yeah. Guy except gonna, he's five nine. He, yeah, that's a, yeah. That's the only that's really the only difference. I mean, Dwayne Wade. I don't know if Dwayne Wade has scored twenty nine points a game. I mean, he might no, have, he might he have might won have. those years, but that like like Isaiah said, he was busting everybody last year, and he still he still can do. it. He gets his shot whenever he wants it. He can hit. Yeah. And he's competitive on defense, so it doesn't matter. I mean, exactly. that's what defense is all about. It's all about effort, over commitment. Heart over height. Absolutely. Um, Boston, I think they deserve a shout-out. Uh, they're still just, like, I still give. I still have them over Cleveland because of their chemistry and their coaching. And yeah. Brad Stevens is playing without their $100 million free agent pickup. Yeah. It's, it's, and they have it's, the second-best record in in the league. It's, it's, uh, it's baffling. I mean... They're just they're they're playing so well together. They got player, it, you know. They got players like uh, uh, Br- Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jalen Brown and 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 Jason Marcus, Tatum. Marcus Smart. Brad Stevens, like I've I've heard interviews him talk about, you know, how he manages players, and he basically says he has like a list of like every player what they do great, and he said like a a good NBA player has like ten things that he does great, and he only puts them in scenarios where they're doing things that they do great. And it's just like, I mean, it's little things like that that this guy is a nerd. I mean, this and guy, this guy, Brad Stevens, only thinks about basketball every day. But it's something day. so simple. 
simple. That makes it so great. Because I really don't think Jalen Brown is having the success on other teams. No, I mean, not a chance. If 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 you're giving him like this huge role where you know the player's leaning on him or he has to get a bucket, he's not. That's not one. Brad Stevens would say that's not one of his ten things. Exactly. Why would you make him do that? Um, so. He's tapping out. Horford looks fucking good. I mean, what yeah, the, hell? Dude, the whole know? team like, is just running like a well-oiled machine. So Boston's has been the really like. Although I'm not a huge Kyrie fan, and obviously I'm a Laker fan, so Celtics are always kind of like hard to. Uh, it really hard it to really digest sucks. them being great, but but they're so much fun to watch. And I just love Brad Stevens. I'm just uh, he's just. I really am in awe of his coaching ability. I think this this team, thirty three and ten. Yes, Kyrie is a special player, but thirty three and ten is Brad Stevens. They they have a team that they thought were coming in with a certain look to them, and they don't have that look. They lost he it ad- night one. They ad- lost it night one. He adjusts, and they're and they're better for it. Yeah. So, um, and then you know, Cleveland and Golden State are just the same old story. Yeah, the, I mean, there's nothing new with either Go- of them. Yeah. Golden State's got Steph back. They're they're crushing. They're going to be there in the NBA Finals. Uh, Cleveland's you know going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. So yeah, that so um, just to round out my NBA power rankings uh, from one to ten, going Golden State, then Boston, Cleveland, Houston, and San Antonio. The Thunder, the Raptors, the Timberwolves, the Wizards, and the Heat. So from top to bottom, my power rankings are number one: the Warriors, two Celtics. Three Cavaliers, four Raptors, five Rockets, six Timberwolves, seven Wizards, eight Thunder, nine Spurs, ten Bucks. And now, uh, over the next five episodes, this was Tyler, I'm excited for this. This was Tyler's idea. Over the next five episodes, we're gonna go through and rank the top ten of each position in terms of current players in the NBA. In the NBA. So we're gonna go. From point guard to center over the next five episodes. Yeah. Top ten in the league. Um, basically, I, I mean, I love doing lists like this. Yeah, uh, they're just fun. That's one of my favorite things to do. It, it starts great conversation. But basically, what when I when I make these lists, I think about, all right, you have nothing on your basketball team, but you have to build your team around a point guard. So you go from one to ten. And we'll do that the same for every single position. If you had to build, you know, for shooting guard, for small forward, if you had to build your team around one guy. Yeah, so basically, if you had the first draft pick and you were forced to draft a point was, guard, yep. we're, you got to take this person. Yep. Okay. So you want to start with one or you want to start with ten? No, I'll start with ten. All right. Well, number ten, I got the, the ISO ankle bully king. Kemba Walker. Okay. Um, of the All right. uh, of the Charlotte Hornets. Um, yeah, ten, 10 is uh, I think ten is super respectable for this guy. He's a guy that uh, I think some people could have up a couple spots or down a couple spots. I have him up a couple spots. But um, yeah, you know he's an undersized guy, but he's got he's all heart. Um, he's he's a throwback point guard. Um, I love watching him play. His handles are great. His 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 mid range game is great. Um, he can he can break people down the the best of them. Yeah. No. I mean. Kemba Walker, he he's basically the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, and he's defied, I think, a lot of hate. I think a lot of people didn't didn't think he was going to be a long term great NBA player. Yeah, maybe they saw him as like a Brandon Jennings or something. But um, I think he's here. I mean, he's obviously here to stay. He's been doing it for for a couple of years now. He's, he's been, been doing top, it since he was a rookie. He's a top tier. He's a top tier point guard. So yeah, I got Kemba Walker number ten. Yeah, so my my number ten, and we we, we talked a lot about him. A little bit ago, 
because he, he just came back off an of injury. But I got Isaiah Thomas, IT. IT, yep. I he's mean, a legend. Yeah, he's, he's probably the best point guard under six foot in the NBA right now. He's got, well, no, actually, I take that back because I have Kemba ahead of him. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, but, if, you're, if you're talking between those two guys, those are two elite of the small guys there, yeah. there's ever been. Um, it's got a lot of motivations. I mean, it's yeah, it's, that heart, that heart over hype mentality. He, like we've been saying, busting people for thirty last season, mm-hmm. got injured, but he's been very productive since he's come back. And he's got a reason to be motivated. It's not like yeah. he got traded to a bad team. Yeah, no, you know, like shit. He got, he's, he, he's in the perfect position. I can, he's, you know, he can win a championship. That's what he's thinking. Um, I'm playing with LeBron. Um, yeah, uh, moving on to number nine, uh, I'm going with the sixth god, Kyle Lowry. Okay. Yep. Um, okay. Lowry and Kemba are kind of the same to me. He's another other size guy, but is score great shooter. Get you know, been with the Rose in a long time. He's one of those guys that's like, you know, you remember the Raptors, be, uh, you know, the the Lowry and DeRozan days. You know, exactly. he's the face of that franchise right yeah. now with Demar. Um, great player. Well, always, he was, always he was underrated. the face before DeMar got there. Yep. And, yeah, and he was a great player in Houston before that. Um, and, and, and in college at Villanova. Yeah. Right? Villanova. Um, and so, yeah, I, get, I got him at number nine. Uh, another one of those guys that could be up a couple spots maybe, but I, I think right at nine is where I got him. Yeah, my, my number nine is Mike Connolly, actually. Yep. He's one of those guys that's been in the NBA a very long time now. He's been consistent his entire career. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have looked at him before, I want to say, like Kyrie, John Wall, uh, before they got in the league, and like Steph Curry, before they all got in the league, he was looked at as one of the top point guards in the league. He's been with the Grizzlies since he was 19 years old. Yeah. Um, he's one of those guys that's like, it's super unfortunate, the era and the conference that he plays in. Yeah, because there's just so many he's good guards never in the West. He's never going to get an all-star bid. I mean, it's, he's yeah. probably... He's he's got to be, I, and I don't have the list in front of me, but I would bet he's in the top ten best players in the league that haven't been in an All Star game, if not in the top five. And he was also one of the highest paid players in the league very recently. He's a really good player, and he's another one of those guys that's like now it's Gasol and Conley's Grizzlies. That's how yeah. that's you know Gay and and Zebo and Tony Allen and they're all, all they've, gone. They've all moved on. Um, but he was really part of that grit and grind he's been there since, era. He's been there since he was 19 years old. So, I mean, he, he's a great point guard, and he's who I got at number eight. Yeah, and moving, I, moving into number eight. Yeah, at number eight, I have Kemba Walker. Yep. And, and so you, you kind of see that second tier of point guards. Not not second tier is not the right. That sounds demeaning. Like they're but not. like they're still top ten, but like. There's a there's a big jump yeah, between the, yeah, the you bottom can, five and the top five. Yeah, and, and you know, and and we just talked about Kemba, so it's like even moving into my my number seven is it. So you know we're grouping these guys: it Conley, Lowry, Kemba. Yeah, because my number seven is Kyle Lowry. So it's like that is you know you see these these tiers of players, these groupings where you know th- these are really special players that are. It's unfortunate they've played in an era of Steph Curry's and Chris Paul's yeah. and and Russell's. Um, it, you know, but yeah, like num- when we were, s- I got, I got it at number six, but that's, you know, I'm obviously, you have it at six or seven. I'm at six or seven. Sorry. Sorry. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Seven. So, I mean, like, I obviously like it a little more than the next guy. Cause he's a hometown guy, but yeah. But I mean, also just like the fact that going back to like these crop of players playing all at the same time, mm-hmm. like 
when you were younger and when I was younger, the league was very center center, dom- yeah. center dominant. Yeah, and all it was cool to be a big guy and yeah, exactly. All, yeah, all you of needed that. the big guy. If yeah. you didn't have a big guy, you weren't shit. You know, exactly, that's what people would say. Yeah. yeah, everybody, everybody back in the day was like, oh, they're just missing. If they had a dominant center, they would be that next team. Yeah. But now in this era it's of the NBA, guards. it's yeah. very point guard heavy. Yeah, you want it, you know back in the day that they relied less and less on the three, and now they rely more on it, and it's more of a fast paced game. So you want to put your best player having the ball in his hands the most. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so moving on to kind of the next tier, um, to number six, um, I'm going to start out this this next crop of guys with the veteran CP3. This is probably the lowest I've ever had him ranked in his career. <laughs> I mean, probably since his rookie year, I don't know if I've ever had him, Chris Paul out of the top five. Yeah. But, I mean, still number six, still a great player. Not too shabby. I mean, yeah, for his age and how he's playing in Houston, and, I mean, he's yeah, he's killing it. He's still Chris Paul. He's still a Hall of Famer out there. Um, so, yeah, I got Chris Paul at number six. Still won't ever make it out of the second round, though. Yeah, it's not looking like it. I mean, Houston might be able to get to the Western Conference Finals, but they better hope they grab the two seed. Yeah, they, they're they going to need to grab they, the two seed. They, you know, yeah. If they lose home court advantage in the second round, they're, they're it's not looking good. Yeah. Now, my, my number six, and I hope he probably never hears this because it will just be another added chip to his shoulder, uh, is Damian Lillard. He will probably feel snubbed that he wasn't in the top five. Dame Time's definitely one of those guys that's been snubbed, but it's another thing. It's like Westbrook and Curry are in the West. I mean, it's yeah. tough. You got one one guy that's going to make an all-star game every year. Exactly. So, I mean, Damian Lillard. But Damian Lillard's cold as ice. He's, and he came from like a mid-major, Weber State, killed it in the league. He's been killing it in the league. He's probably yeah. Lillard was a guy I was not high on coming out of the draft, but um, shout out to my to my boy Blake out there. I know you're listening, Breaker. Um, <laughs> Lillard he played against he, Blake. You so to say Lillard played against a box and one every single game in college. I mean, when and so when he gets to the pros, playing with people around him that are better than him, this is easy. This yeah, is easy exactly. money. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he was. He was scoring 25 points a game in college on boxing ones. So, you know, he had two hands in his face every play. So, Lillard's who I got at number five. Moving yeah, on I mean, um, he's a he's a cold-blooded killer on offense. He's he's a cl- He's got the clutch factor. Um, he's a great player. But he definitely is one of those guys that just kind of always feels like he's never really quite ranked high enough. Yeah, I mean. Um, I got him at number five over CP3, but still that doesn't even feel. And just, just a quick look at his stats. I mean, this season, Lillard's averaging 24.9 points, 6.3 assists per game, 4.8 rebounds a game as a point guard. And for his career, he's at 22.6, 6.2 assists a game, and 4.1 rebounds a game. So, like, he's no slouch, but he just gets snubbed because he plays in the West. Yep, and he's like one of those guys that if someone came to me really passionate that he was the best point guard in the league, I probably wouldn't argue with him. Because yeah. The dude is that talented. I mean, there's not there's not guys that are just like this guy's more talented than Lillard. No, but yeah. it's like it's a little a couple, you know, accomplishments, a couple, you know, a little bit on the stats, but it's like not much separates Lillard from the Westbrooks and the Currys of the world. Right. And now my number five, you're not gonna like this, but it's Stephen Curry. They're crazy. Man. I just I think. Don't get number me wrong. Number five point guard. That's just insane. don't get me wrong. He could be number five player. Don't get me wrong, I think Steph Curry is an incredible basketball player. 
He's an incredible shooter, but he, in my opinion, doesn't have to be the primary ball handler for his team. He's he's got KD on his team that can bring the ball up. He's got now he's not the best player on his team. No, I'm not. No, not, not anymore. Right. I mean, but he he he's a face of a generation almost. Yeah, because he was really the one that started it all. started this three point trend. But I look at Steph Curry more as a shooter and not as a pure point guard. Yeah, see, I think he has the epitome of a point guard that can shoot really well. You know, the, the ball handling ability, the playmaking ability, the body control, the passing, the vision, the IQ. But I think they're... 40, 50, 90. I think they're better ball handlers than Steph Curry. There's only one better ball handler in the world better than Stephen Curry. I think there are two. Well, that's not many. That's not many, but I, okay, you know, Curry at five, all right, that's that's a little crazy to me, but I'll let it slide. Curry, okay, last three seasons, better winning percentage in the regular season than Jordan Poole's. Okay, yes, I understand that. Dude's special. I, I, I fought liking the Warriors so hard the last <laughs> four years, but Curry I've never fought once about. <laughs> um, coming at number four. Um, him and Lillard are just like the same, you know, when it comes to talent, they're the same guys to me. And that's John Wall. Um, John Wall is arguably, I think he's a top three passer in the NBA. I think his, his passing doesn't get talked about enough. You know, guys like LeBron and even like Lonzo. Now I'm not, I'm just giving Lonzo a shout out cause I want to shout him out. But, shout out Lonzo. But, the, but there's these, there's these guys that like. And passing is a hard thing to stand out. Like, yeah. this guy's a good passer. Like, what do you mean? You know, like, yeah. these plays are set up for you to throw the ball to certain players. But when you but mix it, the vision and the creativity and, and the anticipation, yeah. John Wall is just... Um, he's very crafty. He's amazing with he's the ball. He's very crafty. He's, he's amazing with the ball. And he's also probably the fastest player in the NBA with the ball in his hands. He, uh, every year he's uh, in that competition. So, um, John Wall, number four point guard, the most talented position in the league. I got my number four. My number four is CP3. The, I, the vet? Yeah, I mean... The Hall of Famer. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's why I can't keep him out of my top five yet. Yeah, no, it, yeah. It, it's tough. Because, I mean, like, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he, he's, still, the, he's a still gamer. Houston's playing well without hard. Him and Eric Gordon are a nice little backcourt. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, uh, CP3 at four, I'm never going to argue that. Um, not, yeah, and at number three, we just talked about him, John Wall. I have John yeah. Wall at number three. I am a huge John Wall fan. Mm-hmm. I think he is absolutely brilliant on the basketball court. He the is. things he does, the way he moves, the types of passes he makes, the the passing angles he uses the, to get the ball to his teammates yeah. are so crafty. Yeah, I mean, the, the, this crop of guys we're talking about now with Lillard and Wall and Curry and West Irving, these guys are the guys that change the position. I mean, yeah. these are what, when people talk about the position is talented, this is what we're fucking talking about. Yeah, I mean, exactly. These you, got, are, you have Chris Paul, Hall of Famer, at number four. It's like, I have him at number six. It's it's because of guys like John Wall. Yeah. Um, these guys are just uber-talented, generational players, changing the position. Um, it's, the, it's, it's really fun. These guys are really the, the trendsetters of the new point guard of the NBA. It's the new face of the, it's the new face of the league. Um, at number three, I got, I got the, I got my boy Kyrie. Yeah. I, I hate to admit it, but Kyrie's the man. I mean, he's the best ball handler in the world. Yep. Um, he's playing with Brad Stevens. He's playing, they're playing great basketball. Super, super smart guy, um, on the basketball court. Um, 
Yeah, Kyrie. I don't. I don't really want to talk about him anymore than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean Kyrie. Kyrie and John Wall are the two people that I have as better ball handlers than Steph Curry, in my opinion. Yeah, and John Wall. Yeah, he's a great ball handler, but Curry is just so nasty, dude. Um, but I mean, also, I just think Kyrie. I really don't even know if Kyrie is a better ball handler than Curry, but I'm gonna give Kyrie that respect right now. I mean, the things. I mean, when. Boston played Los An- the Lakers in Boston uh, like a month ago or whatever. Kyrie made like four Lakers spin on yeah, one Ky- play. Ky- that's the thing is Kyrie's is all flash value, whereas like I think if you're a real student of the game yes. and you're watching Steph, right. it's his craftiness that gets him open. He's not 100%. athletic. He's not 100%. quick. It's these, these, you know, where he puts the ball out, um, these weird space dribbles and these hop steps and these, these slight movements – that's where it really is just like jaw dropping to me. The the fact that this skinny kid that doesn't have you know half the athleticism as ninety percent of the people he's playing with is out here making people look silly. Yeah, no, definitely. But um, so yeah, moving into uh, so who who you got number three? Number John three, Wall. Number three, I have John Wall. Num- so number number two, I got I got I got Steph. Um, yeah, and number, I got I got Steph. And number two, I have Kyrie. Yeah, so, yeah, I got, yeah, Kyrie at three, Steph at two. Um, you know, I've, I've talked enough about Steph, I guess, but he's, yeah. he's an amazing player, man. I just He's yeah, so much I, fun I, to watch. I just, it's, it's crazy to me. I mean, the whole ride with Steph has been amazing. The, the, two, the two NCAA tournament runs of Davidson to the NBA and then the slow rise to two MVPs. Yeah. And he he's was... basically Nash and Ray Allen put in the same person. Yeah. It's crazy. it's crazy. It's crazy. He's he's so good. It's 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 nuts. And he's not and he's not like a villain. No, he's not a villain. I, no, like I said, trust me. I mean, I mean, trust me or don't trust me. But I have not. I've not liked the Warriors. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like. Full, dis- full disclosure: He's wearing an NBA championship shirt for the Golden State Warriors right well, now. Well, when you find a good deal, <laughs> you you go for it if it's sports related. Hey, you know. I'm, and I'm I like always, Curry. I'm always one for good deals. And I like Curry, but um, I really didn't think they were the dynasty they were going to be, and then they got fucking Durant. And, and it I'm just still, all changed. I'm honestly still in shock that they got Durant. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's he's a special guy to a special team in a special era. Dyn- yeah. Dynasty. Oh, yeah. He he is the face of this dynasty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, every, every dynasty has had their face. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Boston Celtics back in the day had Bill Russell. Yeah, Magic Jerry, and Bird and Jerry Jordan. West, yeah, Jerry West and Elgin Baylor and Will Chamberlain Duncan. in that era. Yeah, Duncan and Robinson were the faces of the Spurs. Kobe and Shaq and the Lakers. Kobe and Powell the Lakers again. Yeah. Um, Powell, you're you're lucky that you even get that respect. No, hold on. Powell's gonna get his jersey retired by the Lakers. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's he's probably a Hall of Fame basketball player. He is say, a Hall of Fame basketball. player. But to player. say it was Kobe and Powell, I just is is I think it was more Kobe and the big guys. Don't get yes, it was Kobe. There, and there everybody were a three headed monster but, underneath. Yeah, that's another story. Yeah, we can another save that. We can um, save that. But yeah, number one, I think is unanimous. It has to be. He averaged a triple double last season. The guy's a freak, Russell. He's. Russell's, I mean, I, Russell and Lonzo are my favorite players in the NBA right now. Uh, Westbrook's just, he's a freak. He's, Russell's my favorite player in the NBA right now. Russell's, uh, it's an easy transition from Kobe. You know, Russell's a throwback guy. 
I love he is the second coming with that mentality. He's the only yeah. There's he very plays, very very few guys that have that mentality. Yeah, uh, I hope Kawhi has a little bit of that. Just not he does. spoken. I think know? he does. I think he does. But because uh, Duncan had that. Um, yeah. But uh, Westbrook, you know, that's my favorite part about him is like, there's not very many people that are like, uh, I don't like you. You know, if you're on the other team, you're either with me or against me. Yeah. Because this he's problem, not he like. This generation of the NBA, the LeBron is so buddy buddy, like the LeBron and Melo and these guys that started the AU, the AU like circuit trend, like back yeah. when they started, like with you know everyone's doing the same fucking tournaments. These guys all became friends. It just changed everything. Yeah, and like you, like you know, like Reggie hated the Knicks. You know, M- Michael hated Detroit. These guys, but you know, KG and Duncan, listen, they did not like each other. You know, if you want to hear some good shit, listen to those two talk about each other. They did not like yeah. each other. And and I think Russell is one of the few guys, especially like staying and keep extending his contract with the Thunder, that's got that old school mentality of it's me versus you. It's yeah. if, if you're with the Thunder, I fuck with you. If you're, if you're, if you're any not, other team, I'm not your you. friend. Yeah. Like, I mean, one of the biggest things that I hated, I remember I got so mad, was when I saw LeBron and D-Wade... The first time LeBron played against Miami again, they did their handshake on the court. Yeah, exactly. as opposing team members, I'm like, no. I mean, these guys no. were groomed. Save that these guys for were groomsmen each other's weddings. Yeah, you know? like, like you wouldn't have seen like Reggie being Patrick Ewing's wedding. Yeah, and, and it was just different, you know. Like even like I say, like a Barkley and a Jordan who are friends. These guys were so competitive, and these guys talked so much shit about each other. But, I mean, yeah, they're friends. They're, they've experienced so much life together. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like when when the ball gets tossed up, it's my team and your team. Yeah, exactly. But I, th- I, think, I think another reason why the NBA has kind of turned into that buddy-buddy type of stuff on the court, and you see it a lot more often, social is media. social media. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And those are those guys. I mean, you know, the class of 2004, that's, was that the year Facebook was invented? Basically, you know, yeah, MySpace something like was that. popping at that time, and... The, and then, you know, the Twitter world becomes the Twitter world, and it's, yeah. it's a wrap. These guys, it's like, the banana boat boys are born. Yeah, and you would, like... like you would never know about the banana boat. Yeah. Because <laughs> you wouldn't post this picture on a fucking website or yeah, something. Yeah, like, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, and who knows, somebody else could have all gone on a trip somewhere in the offseason. We all wouldn't have known about it back in the day. Michael told the Dream Team they couldn't even have Isaiah Thomas. Like, Yeah. That's the kind of... Petty shit people were on back in the yeah. day. Yeah, Isaiah that, Isaiah Thomas was left off the dream team for Christian Leitner, a co- an, a college like don't get me wrong, Christian Leitner was a an incredible college player. Well, no, I you know I actually think it was um uh God I forget who it was because they had a specific formula where they were like we're gonna take the top ten NBA players right we're gonna take the best player the last season and the best college player. And Clyde was the guy that had the best regular season the year before. Right. And Christian was this. It was between Christian Leitner and Shaq for the college spot. Isaiah was in their top ten list. It was probably Mullen or Stockton, I'm guessing. But that's beside the point. Um, Russell's number one because his athletic fire or his yeah. his, his competitive fire, his athleticism, his and. He averaged a triple double in today's NBA. Never thought that was. I, I, never I never thought I would ever see that. Yeah, like Oscar Robertson is looked at as one of the greats because he was able to do that, and he did that fifty fucking years ago. Yeah, like when the the NBA was like twelve teams. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and 
Russell Westbrook is doing it against the best athletes in the entire world. And we just got done talking about an entire segment where this is the most talented position in the league. So it's like, obviously, the number one guy in the most talented position is going to be a special, you know, player. Yeah, I think, I think, but you know, Westbrook's the 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 future, the position. That's every every. There's so many young players now coming out. They're just attacking the rim for you know, like yeah, a power I mean, forward. I mean, he attacks the rim like a power forward. I heard. You know, I heard an interview with Don, Donovan Mitchell where he said he like basically bottled his game after Russell Westbrook. This brings up a side story that's kind of sad, but, it, you know, thoughts go out to Derrick Rose and everything he's going through. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea where that was going to go. Well, because I'm just sitting here thinking, like, how... You know, like no, he's gonna be sick to his stomach because he was the one that did it first. Yeah, you know, and Russell is doing what Derrick Rose did first. That Derrick Rose dunk against Phoenix, where he just draw itch. Yeah, where he just looks like he's fifteen feet in the air. He's twenty one years old. Yeah, he went youngest MVP ever. You know, he really did. He, you know, Russell. Yeah, Russell did the work and he got the accomplishments. He got the triple double and he's had the longevity, but. Man, think of Derrick Rose. No one, no one was Derrick Rose before Derrick Rose. There wasn't that. Yeah, that, guy that ferocious that, point that power guard. forward power in a point guard. That athleticism of like Where an he, NFL he could pass break the rim at any time. Yeah, people. I just don't think people saw that before, and uh, he did it first. And he's, you know, I know he's struggling. Like, I mean, shit. Like, <laughs> it's gotta be tough to watch Westbrook do that. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, when you said. It's going to be a sad story. I had no idea where you were going to go. But when you said Derrick Rose, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I was like. Yeah, because because it's true. And we've seen him already miss time because of. Yeah, he had know. to leave the team. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, so it's like, I, I got to imagine that some of that's like watching Westbrook and, and now all these guys coming into the league. Just yeah. dunking and attacking the rim and coming in with power. Yeah. And I, I the, one, of the, one of the things that gets talked about most after having like a, a catastrophic injury, especially in professional sports, is that mental aspect of like, can I play that way again? Like, I'm scared I'm going to get hurt again. Yeah, he's panicked. Yeah. You know? He's panicked. He's anxious. He's scared. He has to hold back. I mean, there's a whole, you know, if you go and you're, you know, a sports medicine person or a trainer, there's entire courses on psychology of injury recovery because yeah. this shit is real. I mean, and it's not even necessarily always injury. Like, bad play can, you know, like Nick Anderson, the yep. Magic, with yep. missing those free throws. And, and he says he was never the same player. Yeah. Um, that, that's a, it, it, I remember Matt Schaub had a, a, a similar mental, just like, he threw a pick six in like three straight games, and then it turned into like six games, and then he's out of the league, and he was a Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah, or it's like when a pitcher in baseball gets the yips for like a month. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting, but yeah, I mean, Derrick Rose, goddamn. <laughs> rest, in, rest in peace. Russell's the number one guy in the league now, and that's the way that's the way the NBA is going in the point guard position. And Derrick Rose basically started it. Yeah. So next next week we'll do the two guards. The two guards, top ten. Current. To me, the most to me the most untalented position in the NBA. I th- I wouldn't say untalented. I'd say depleted. I'd yeah. say depleted. It's rare. It, there's not a lot of teams that have a stud shooting guard out there. Yeah. It's very, so, very small. The top ten guys, are the back five guys are going to be surprising. 
Oh, people are going to be you know, like, what we, the hell are you thinking? For, for the most part, I think we have pretty similar views on the NBA, you know, with our power rankings and our top yeah. 10 point guards, but I bet this two guard shakes it up a little bit. Yeah, no, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what, how those top 10 lists turn out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Yes, sir. You got any shout outs before we get out of here, Tyler? You know... I got I I was gonna sh- I got a I got a Russell Westbrook kid type uh, shout out um, okay. the homie uh, the homie Porter Jr. from Rainier Beach High School is committed to USC and I, okay. I don't want to hear that but he's a Westbrook type of kid he's six four guard that can handle a ball score and just man he's got power when he attacks the rim so we'll see we'll see I try to always shout out the hometown kids and he's coming to SC in LA so um, I'm excited to see Porter Jr. play yeah. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week on the Sports Kingdom Show. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TSK Show. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. Like us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash TSK Show. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash TSK Show. Or just type in keyword, The Sports Kingdom Show, on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. We'll be back next week with another great episode for everybody. Peace.